All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Rigos Rag Podcast. Ian Cummings here with Jacob Kamaker and Nathan Britton. The crew is back. We are back in business. Sorry, we've been gone for a little bit. It's the busy season, you know, on top of football, you know, people got school, work. It's, it's been a lot. So, But we've been trying to meet when we can, and we're meeting with you today to talk all things Redskins. Jacob, Nathan, how are things going in your uh, local areas? I'm living the dream. Things are good down here in Charlotte, so can't complain. Yeah, what about you, Nathan? Yeah, same up here, or down here, I guess, compared to you. Down, down here in Virginia, the weather's starting to cool off, not super humid, so starting to feel like fall and football weather, finally. Yeah, I know. That's, that's my favorite. I hate summer. I don't know why. I just, I just don't like the heat, you know? 50, 60 I, is the sweet spot. I just hate the humidity. I don't mind it a little hot, but the humidity kills me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it gets I'm out. a redhead, so I gotta have it. Gotta have a cold, man. <laughs> <laughs> we're all in consensus there. That's good. That's good. I don't know if we're all going to be in consensus about some of the hot topics, though. A lot to talk about. We haven't met in a while, so, uh, you know, it, a lot has happened in the past few weeks on top of the bye week, you know, developments there. Josh Doxson, you know, the upcoming game versus the Saints, so... Uh, let's start with the Saints matchup. That's the big ticket item right now. There's some subplots with Doxon and other guys, uh, but uh, the, the you know the game as a whole. It's best to just start from there, and we'll uh, we'll start to kind of hone in our focus on different topics. Uh, Jacob, I'll start with you. Uh, what what do you think about the Saints game? What what are your initial takeaways? Well, my initial takeaways from this, it's going to be a hard game to win. I know they almost won on the road last year before a late defensive collapse. They had like a 14 or 15-point lead in the late in the fourth quarter with about six minutes left, and they blew it. Um, prime time in the Superdome is going to be really hard, especially with Drew Brees staring down that all-time passing yards record. They're going to try to – I think they're going to try to feed it to their receivers early on to make sure he does that in front of the home crowd. But all that said, the Skins still have a chance to win this game. Because so far this season, the Saints' defense hasn't been that great. Like, everyone coming into the year was kind of hyping them up as a top-ten defense because that's what they were last year, and they were really great. But their secondary play, aside from Marshawn Lattimore, has regressed pretty badly. So they can be had in the passing game. And I know that's not necessarily the strength of the Redskins. They tend to run a better balanced offense than, you know, when they dominate time of possession, things go better for them. But... This could be a big breakout type week for Alex Smith and whatever pass catchers want to step up, whether that's Jordan Reed, Jameson Crowder, Chris Thompson, Paul Richardson. Those four guys are going to be key because I really think the Redskins are going to have to throw the ball a lot. But just looking at that Saints defense, if they can keep pace with – or the Redskins can keep pace with Drew Brees' offense, which is tall order, I think they will have a chance to win. Yeah, yeah, and definitely you look at the defense uh, for the Saints. I think they're third place in the NFL in run defense and like 30th or something in pass defense. So, And Patrick Robinson, free agent signing from the Eagles, he's out for the year. Ken Crawley, I think Ken Crawley is one of five corners in the NFL that's still allowing a perfect passer rating. So that's free candy right there if Smith can use it right. Uh and then you, you mentioned the offense. It's that's going to be tough. That's going to be a tough test for this young defense. They haven't really played anyone of you know the caliber. You know you got Drew Brees, you got Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Mark Ingram coming back. It's going to be interesting for sure. Nathan, what are your takeaways from this matchup? How are you feeling? 
Yeah, I think uh, one of you guys mentioned Drew Brees looking at that passing record. That's well within reach. He's also got only four touchdowns away from joining the 500 club, just uh, Tom Brady did the other night. So a little bit of motivation for him there. I do think they're going to try to feed their 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 weapons. Michael Thomas is going to probably met, draw Josh Norman, and uh, they're going to feed it to him. Mark Ingram comes back too, so <clears throat> I think that the load's going to be taken a little bit off of Alvin Kamara because I think they're going to try to get him back in there and get his feet wet and do some more versatile things. But to, to me, this is a big – the defense has to really step up and show that they are who, who we all are talking about them being. This is going to be their first real test because, you know, we see Aaron Rodgers was limping around when he played when we played them last. So this is going to be their first real test where they have everyone healthy, everyone firing off on all cylinders. So I think if they can hold this hold this Saints team to around 24 points, you know, I think if you can hold them there, the offense is going to be able to match with that. I, I really do. But if they start getting to that 28 into the 30s, I think it's going to be a tough game for the Redskins. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's interesting. We talk about the young Redskins defense. They've been playing well so far. You know, it, it's weird because there there is an asterisk surrounding the play that they've put on the field thus far. I mean, week one they played the Cardinals offense, which is far and away the worst offense in the league. Week two they played the Colts. Uh, Andrew Luck was rusty. That offense, again, doesn't have a lot of weapons. That seems to be a common theme for Luck across his career. And then Week three, you know, you played Rodgers, which you know, he, he's Aaron Rodgers, but he was not. He was clearly not himself. So this will be a very tough test because you're facing an offense that's pretty solid at every facet of the game. So uh, it, it, it's definitely going to be interesting. And it's going to be the first big test for this young defense. You, you take a look at some of the matchups, you know, uh, Drew Brees, you know, going up against Zach Brown and Mason Foster. That's going to be tough you know who's going to cover Michael Thomas Josh Norman you know has he lost a step is Quentin Dunbar going to step up there a lot of moving pieces uh what Jacob what's like one matchup that stands out to you as one that you know the Redskins need to win one that could change the outcome of the game well I think one underrated matchup to watch is going to be that defensive line against the interior of the Saints offensive line specifically in the run game though because we've been getting good pressure from our front seven throughout the first three games of the season. I don't think that's going to be an issue. But if you look at the Redskins' run defense numbers, technically speaking, they're seventh in the league in yards allowed, which would lead you to believe they're very good. But they're actually 10th worst in yards per carry allowed. And considering that they – I mean, they played like David Johnson, but his offensive line was playing poorly. And then you played the Colts and the Packers, who really didn't have any – great weapons at the running back position. So that duo of Kamara and Mark Ingram is going to be very scary for that young Redskins defensive front. And they're really going to need to bring their A game to try to stop them or at least slow them down a little bit. Because if they can't do that, I really think that if the Saints are able to run that balanced offense that they ran last year, they're going to be able to really control this game. And that'll really keep the Redskins out of it. So that's one I'm watching is just that offensive line, defensive line matchup and uh, whether or not they're able to get to Kamara and Ingram early enough to prevent them from doing too much damage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, the the Saints team, they're going up against their fourth in total offense, but their third in total points at 137. The only two teams in front of them are the Kansas City Chiefs, who seem like they're going to throw 15 touchdowns every week with no interceptions, and then the Los Angeles Rams that look like a juggernaut. But they're also, I mean, they're averaging 34, uh, just over 34 points a game, which... That's scary when you, when you really think about it because 
you're going down to their, their place. That stadium gets loud. They get a lot of – they're built to play there. That was built for, you know, the, the momentum, the inside, and, and to feed off the crowd. So this defense really is going to have its, you know, really going to have a tall task to try to prevent this team from doing really whatever they want. So Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, you, you know, Alvin Kamara's playing like an MVP in the league right now. Mark Ingram, when he gets in his rhythm and gets going, he's hard to stop. Whether they're throwing it to him, he's running up the middle, gashing defenses. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. This young defensive line is really going to have to step up, like you said, Jacob. Yeah, and you mentioned Mark Ingram. He gets into rhythm. If he gets into a rhythm, Alvin Kamara is on the sideline. He's staying fresh, you know. And then you know Kamara comes back in. He's got juice, you know. He can gash it. So that's definitely a very dangerous one-two punch for the Saints. And uh, I feel like this is the first game that Deron Payne is going to be under the spotlight, like under the spotlight. Like we've seen him flash. Like last week he had the really good sack on Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, the pressure hasn't really been on him with the the running offenses. Because, Jacob, you mentioned, you know, David Johnson, who's gotten off to a slow start behind Arizona's offensive line. The Colts with Wilkins and Hines, two promising rookies who aren't there yet. And then the Packers with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. None of them, they all pale in comparison to Ingram and Kamara. So that's going to be, that's definitely going to be tough for uh, Deron Payne. That's going to be, the pressure is going to be on. He's going to be one of the key players in that matchup for sure. Um, and if I if I can jump in right yeah, here, yeah. I think that it's going to be a lot of John Allen too, being able to collapse that pocket. And also, I think Tim Settle is going to get some more reps this game. I think that with what the Saints are going to do with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, I think they're going to try a lot more rotations with that defense line to try to keep them equally as fresh uh, with, you know, Kamara going into the second half and all that. If Mark yeah. Ingram's taking a bunch of snaps away from him so they can use him down the stretch. So I think Tim is going to get his first real look at the N- uh, you know NFL regular season game time. And, and I think that it's going to be a good way for him to kind of get his feet wet and really see what we have in him. I think he's going to kind of have to step up to the plate here. Yeah, I think I think we're all really keying in on the defensive line. That's absolutely the aspect of the defense to watch because at least if you can render the Saints one-dimensional and make them have to pass the ball more and at least slow their run game down, the Redskins should have a chance. And you know, on the offensive side of the ball, it's gonna be it's gonna all, in my opinion, fall on Alex Smith in this passing game this week because they got to get some of these receivers going. I know Josh Doxson's not playing. I don't, or I don't think he's going to play. I don't know if I've heard anything officially, but like this week, we need Jameson Crowder or Paul Richardson to really step up, take advantage of that Crawley matchup that you mentioned, Ian, because. You know, Crawley's been bad this year, and Patrick Robinson being hurt in the slot is going to give Crowder a chance to produce at a high level. And, you know, there could be potentially 30 points for the taking for the Redskins' offense if they can get their passing game humming early on. The thing that worries me is the Redskins, this this year we've seen it happen. We've seen the trend. If they're running well, they're winning. If they're not then they're not, you know. Against the Saints, it seems like you're going to have to change that a little bit. You're going to have to mix it up. You're going to have to start through the air a little bit. going to have to use those weapons, kind of get off to a fast start. Because if you fall behind against Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara, it's going to be hard to catch up. So that that worries me a little bit. I know Jay Gruden loves sticking to the run, you know, finding that rhythm, finding that balance, and that's fine. But if it's not working, you got to switch it up. And so I'm hoping that they stay flexible. And I'm hoping that they, uh, you know, like you said, use those pass catchers. You mentioned Josh Doxson. He might not play. Uh, we we don't really know what's up with him. You know, he's got the, uh, 
a heel injury now. He's in a walking boot. Uh, and that can mean a number of things. I mean, Deron Payne was in a walking boot in August, and you know he, he's playing in the regular season. But you know, Doxon's a different story. Could be a different story. Uh, he's questionable right now. Guys, just while we're on the topic, what do you think of Josh Doxon? You know, what, what's his future here? How's it going to play out? Nathan, I'll start with you on this one. What's what's the whole deal with Josh Doxon? Nathan, you there? Sorry, yeah, my mic was on mute. God, yeah, that's yeah. embarrassing. Um, <laughs> you no, but I've always had kind of a love-hate relationship with Josh Doxon. I think um, when they drafted him, I kind of felt like, you know, I'd have to look back and see who was on the board. So, but I didn't really love the pick. Uh, I felt like they could have gone somewhere else. I, I know there was a lot of defensive tackles that kind of Ashawn Robinson and whoever the other Alabama guy was, and they didn't really, they haven't really panned out either. But you know, so they brought him in here, and then he had that whole heel thing year one. And you know, you know, the Josh Doxson, you know, defenders are going to say what they're going to say. I truly think that that was him, kind of pissy and moany about not starting. You know, he had Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Garcon, your first round pick. You want to play? You want to start? And I think. You got a bunch of specialists and coach and doctors who can't find anything wrong. So that's just my personal opinion. I I could be completely wrong on that. So, you know, he does that year one. He comes back year two. You know, he can't beat out Ryan Grant for, you know, one of the top two receiver spots. And he showed some flashes with the six touchdowns last year. But now here we are again. And I don't blame him completely this year. And I I really don't. Like, I know I like to pile on him on Twitter and stuff like that. But he – I don't think that this whole Alex Smith coming in was a I, – I just think that kind of sealed his fate as it, it might be over because, you know, Alex Smith doesn't like to go outside to his receivers a whole bunch. He's more in the middle kind of working the slot and the tight ends and, and checking down to the running back. So, you know, this whole injury thing, I don't know what's going on. Somebody stepped on his heel, whatever. Um, I just think that it, it's frustrating for the fans. It's frustrating for – I'm sure his teammates and his – you know, Jake Gruden, I know he rolls his eyes whenever he's asked about Josh Doxon and his injuries. So I think that this is – I think that, you know, at the end of the season, I think it needs to, and I think it probably will come to an end with this time here in Washington. And it's going to go down as a bust and, and a wasted pick and all that stuff. And that sucks, but I just think it's over. I don't think it's ever going to work here. Yeah. Jacob? Yeah, I'll pretty much echo that sentiment. I think he's going to stay here as long as his rookie contract is going, which will be through 2019 because odds are they're not going to pick up his fifth-year option at $10 million based off the production he's been given. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I know it's, it's a crazy number there, but <laughs> if, you look, if you look at the guys that were on the board instead of Doxon, like at the time of the draft, obviously, retrospectively, everything's easier to tell. But, like, Michael Thomas went in the second round, and he was, like, I think the fifth receiver off the board. And, you know, he's turned into a top weapon for the Saints who are playing this week. Uh, but, you know, at the time, it seemed like Doxon would have a chance to become a number one receiver or a high upside jump ball number two receiver. So I don't really disagree with the pick that they made at the time. Like, it seemed like it could work out. Uh, granted, taking a receiver when you already had Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon was a little interesting, but also... I think they kind of saw the writing on the wall and knew those guys were going to leave. Uh, but just in terms of Doxson's injuries, like he, the thing is he did play 16 games last year, but like you said, Nathan, he didn't win that starting job until late in the year. But also late in the year, he flashed some touchdown upside. I think he grabbed six during the year. So I still think there is some untapped potential there. But 
like at this point, he's never really. It doesn't seem like he's ever going to turn into a starter in Washington. Like maybe he'll end up being an okay number two receiver once he's healthy. But uh, for now, I think he's probably just going to end up settling into a backup red zone role um, once he's healthy. If he gets healthy this year. But it, it's definitely disappointing to see from your first-round pick that type of production. But, you know, it's not like he's completely lost cause of the NFL. He still does have a role to play. It just might not be here in Washington. Yeah, Doxon's situation in Washington is kind of a culmination of things. You know, the injuries that definitely didn't help him. You know, he got off to a really slow start. And then last year, you know, he kind of had to – settle into the starting role and you know when he did he got over 500 yards and six touchdowns so, you know that's pretty good uh but you know I, I i was digging for an article the other day and uh you know you, you go back to his draft profile and you can see the warning signs were there you know it says in the profile he's got insane vertical ability athletic ability playmaking ability uh, but his routes are you know obvious rounded lazy is what it was saying it's like you know, in in college football, you can get away with that, but in the NFL, it's it's a different game. You know, you got corners who are going to be shadowing you. You know, every play, you gotta you gotta be quick. You gotta beat them every part of the play, not just the end of the play. And you know, for some quarterbacks, guys who just like to throw it up to their receivers and give them chances, I feel like Doxon would be a better fit. But with Alex Smith, you know, methodical, takes what's given. Doxon doesn't give much, you know, and that's just how, that's just how it is. So, yeah, I, I I agree with both of you. I think he'll be a marginal contributor for the coming weeks. If he goes on IR, that's a different story. But it, it's just a tough, it's just a tough story, you know. You, you never like to see it. Let me ask you guys this. Um, you know, he's I don't think he's able to get that downfield. You know, his his routes and his separation on the outside and stuff like that. I don't think is where it's going to be for him to be successful. But you got Jameson Crowder up on contract this year, probably not going to return because the price is going to be a little bit too heavy for what they have available. You know, Josh Doxson is not like he's going to be 6'5", running around. Do you, would you guys try him out in the slot, maybe where he's able to just work on those those quick cuts and, you know, whatever little separations there as long as he's got the hands for it? Or do you think that his game is more predicated to being on the outside and that's where they either are – where they should leave him? Yeah, uh, I'd be tempted to leave him on the outside. I just don't see him as being a natural fitness slot because, like Ian said, he's just not that great of a route runner. And granted, you don't have to be a terrific route runner to be a big-bodied slot guy, which is what Doxon would be. But I just don't see him having the hands, the ability to get separation, and just the ability to hold on to the ball through contact when they deal. Yeah. Um, so I, I would not really want to see him in that role. I just would prefer to use him as a red zone weapon if he's yeah. not going to be a starter outside. Yeah, I got I got two things on that. One, he's, uh, you know, Doxon is faster than people give him credit for, I think. But going back to the route running thing, you know, speed alone doesn't make you a good wide receiver. I mean, we, we've seen what happened to Corey Coleman. He was drafted on speed, and he's, he's out of the team, you know, cut by the Browns, cut by the Bills, cut by the Patriots, so... Uh, it would be interesting, you know, maybe filter him in there a little bit, match him up with some linebackers. He can get some separation easier. But if he's never going to be a good route runner, then he's never going to be a good slot receiver. And he's never going to be more than a marginal contributor. And my second point, Trey Quinn is going to be starting in the slot anyway. So we don't even need to talk about it. So. <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, 
So we're talking about receivers. Definitely going to be a focal point for the game on Monday. Who do you guys think will step up in Doxon's place if he can't go? Maurice Harris going to have a big game. Michael Floyd, you know, the sleeper pick there. I don't know. What's your guys' take? Jacob? Dude, I forgot we had Michael Floyd. Wow. I know. I know. Yeah, we, we kind of packaged him in. Packaged him in with Prashad Perryman. So when we cut Perryman, it's like, oh, they're, you know, you kind of feel like they're both gone. Floyd is still here. He is hanging in there. And apparently he's been impressing. So I don't know. Don't let the high train get, go yet, but it's it's there. It's turning. You know, if, Floyd, if Floyd's like head is screwed on right, right now, there's no reason that he couldn't take over for Doxon and do at least a solid job as the like fourth or fifth receiving option for this offense. I guess. I, it's really a toss-up, but if Harris gets more playing time, he'll probably do better. But I think Floyd probably has more upside because people forget he was like the number 13 overall pick by the uh, Cardinals back, I forget what year, I think it might have been 2012. But Larry Fitzgerald really wanted them to pick Michael Floyd. He had a 1,000-yard season at one point. So, you know, why why not? Why why can't it be Michael Floyd? I guess that's, that's really my main argument here. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't know. That that's gonna be interesting because he is, he does have some talent. He did have that a thousand yard season a while back, which people, you know, if you want to hype him up, go back there. Say he's in a thousand yard receiver. Receiver, people will be all over that train. But yeah, that'll that'll definitely be interesting. He will be active, uh, but it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be very interesting. We're kind of thin at receiver now. We are very thin at receiver. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It's it's like you know we kind of came in questioning you know he's gonna get this last spot is it gonna be you know kind of like we had a a surplus of receivers and now two go to IR Josh Doxson's having his thing you know uh, Paul Richardson can't seem to stay out of the trainer's room so you starting to wear a little bit thing I mean I guess we have Brian Quick back and you know Michael Floyd forever is worth so yeah. I think that this week is really gonna be focused on Jameson Crowd and Jordan Reed and maybe a couple deep shots to Paul Richardson, but uh, I don't think it's going to be kind of more of the same with what Alex Smith is comfortable doing, and hopefully they can get Adrian Peterson going and, and kind of take that pressure off and not have not really force Alex Smith to throw it a bunch because the more he throws it, I think the more exposed he can be in terms of they're going to look and see what he's, what he's constantly doing and then take that away from you, and if you can't run it, you know, he's going to, that that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It'll definitely be interesting to see how they use those weapons. Cause we did bring up earlier, uh, you know, when the Redskins run they're when they run well, they, they do just fine. But against the saints defense, that's not going to be easy because the saints have been playing very well. Sheldon Rankins saints, 2016 first round pick. He's been doing good. He's been doing good things. So, um, that, that, that'll be a tough test for them. Uh, we're, we're almost out of time. We're, we're getting close there. So uh, let's get some score predictions in here. Those are fun. Those are, those are good stuff. We, we've been, you know, throughout, throughout the last week, people have been making their picks. Experts have been making their picks. I, don't, I haven't seen one pick Washington to win this game. I haven't seen one. I think like 15, like PFF guys, ESPN, Fox Sports, they've all picked the Saints. Are you guys going to divert? Are you going to? Break the mold, uh, Nathan. What, what's your score prediction? If I had to, if you had to give it to me right now. If I had to give a score prediction, I'm gonna say 
probably 31, 32-ish Saints, Redskins maybe maybe 20. I'm, I think we're going to lose. And I guess that kind of sounds like a – I don't think we're going to play terrible. I just think it's going to – the Saints are going to be able to do more more what they want than we're going to be able to prevent. Jacob? Yeah, I have the Saints winning as well, but I actually think it's going to be a really close game. Uh, my official score prediction is in the score prediction and matchups article. It's a 27 to 26 win for the Saints. So, you know, I'm thinking late field goal wins it for one of the teams, and I think it'll be the Saints. I really just don't see the Redskins being able to win on the road in prime time in a night that means so much to Drew Brees and the Saints team. Uh, but at the very least, if they play well and they just get the job done and just comport themselves well. That's all we can ask for. Because if they exit this game two and two but play well, I think a lot of people will be happy with that. Yeah. What's the record for points scored in a game? 113. 113. Okay. Uh, my my score prediction. Uh, oh, here we go. Redskins win 63 to 57. There we go. 58. Good God. You got to break the record. Got to break the record. It's going to be a record-breaking night then, because you know Drew Brees is going to break. He's going to break that passing record and get into that 500 if yeah. that happens. He's going to he's going to have a he's going to have a cushion of protection. He's going to have a cushion of protection from this game because Alex Smith will be hot. He will have uh, seven passing touchdowns, uh, <laughs> something like 500 yards. Uh, Michael Floyd though, Michael Floyd though, he'll be the MVP. Uh, I'm calling it right now. So, I, I won't give my score prediction. I do believe in jinxes, and I, you know, but I feel like if I pick the Saints this time too, it's going to break the streak, the underdog streak. So you know, I, I'm kind of treading a thin line here. So I'm just going to sit this one out. We're just going to see how it plays out. That's that's my take. <laughs> All right, we can. I can live with that. That's fine with me. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. I just, you know, there's no there's no trend that I've noticed. Like when I pick the Redskins, if they win or lose, but you know, I just I, you don't want to take the risk. You know, so we'll see what happens. If they do lose this game, which is very possible, though, they're 2-2. Two and two. I don't know who their opponents are after that. I think the Panthers, right? Panthers, Giants. Yeah, I believe that's correct. So we'll see how they do. And, you know, if they can't get the running game going this game, maybe they'll finally activate Samaj and Hiran. Yeah. And, you know, make my dreams come through. You, wanna, you just keep dying on that hill, huh? <laughs> oh, that's the hill I'm dying on every day. I've been yeah. talking about this for, I uh, got seven months at this point. Like, I will die on this hill every time, and I'm, I'm fine with that. I can live with that. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I hope they get him activated. I hope he does something because it's it's almost a waste. You know what I mean? Like in a in a time, draft picks are so valuable. You know, the Browns are trading away Josh Gordon for a fifth rounder, hoping that they can turn that into something, and you know, you're just going to have a fourth runner inactive and then do whatever you're going to do with him. I just, I think that's a waste. I think that he gets a bad rap. And I think I think he's in Jay Gruden's doghouse, and it's undeserved, to be honest with you. I'm great to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Speaking of, of Jay Gruden, yeah. I'm kind of sick of him, honestly. I'm getting, I'm getting patience is wearing thin. This game what? is, if I'm, you know, Nathan Snyder or, or Nathan Allen, I guess, uh, <laughs> This is a, you know, I'm kind of talking, I'm tapping Jay Gruden on the shoulder saying, hey, show me something because 
and I know it's not his fault or the Redskins' fault because there's nothing they can do. The, the relationship was broken with the Shanahan's, and Sean McVay was a young guy who got an opportunity based off his name. There's nothing they could have done about that. But you look at what those two are doing. Now I know the record for San Francisco doesn't show, but you look at what he's able to do with Jimmy Garoppolo, and you can see the potential there with Kyle Shanahan. And Sean McVay, I mean, if they're, they've got to be close to Super Bowl favorites if they're not the favorites coming out of the NFC. So you look at that, and then you look at what Jay Grin's doing, and it's almost like we're okay with being average. You know what I mean? Like, how many seasons have we had playing your win, playing your in games, or I guess last what was it a couple years ago there was twenty sixteen against the Giants. Yeah, yeah, the Giants where it's they they rested their starters the second half and you couldn't do anything. I mean, he is we're okay with mediocrity, and I'm I'm getting a little bit annoyed with that it just he doesn't seem like he's always he never has his guys ready to come play when it matters well that is a that is a much larger conversation unfortunately we do not yes. have time for today <laughs> i'll leave us i'll leave us with this and I, I won't go on a jay gruden spiel because you guys know how i am about jay gruden i cop with the guy I, i'm a fan of his and i think he gets some undeserved hate but you know nathan is right nathan you are right jay gruden does need to show something this weekend and I am I am on that train. I am on that I'm on that car. I'm saying, hey, Jay Gruden, you know, we know you love to establish the run. We know you love to get a rhythm that way. If it doesn't work though, you gotta have a contingency plan. You gotta have something else in your toolbox. So far this season, we haven't seen that versatility. So I'm hoping we see that. And uh, you know, if we do, very could very well could lead to a win. So we'll see what happens. Unfortunately, though, we are out of time, guys. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, we'll try and get some podcasts going in a rhythm, but, you know, as we said earlier, it's busy. So we'll, when we can meet, we will meet, and you will be graced with our voices. For now, we are signing off. Ian, Jacob, and Nathan, peace out. Have a good night.